1-866-405-8405. It's Animal Radio, you lucky devil, you. I love how your dog is just uh, being so well-behaved. Ladybug, the studio stunt chihuahua that's not a stunt chihuahua. Well, just a stunt dog. We don't know what the... Uh, we think it's Rat Terrier. Is that the deal? Yeah. You know how why she's so good? She's only good when Vladdy's here. She's very she's intimidated by Vlad. You're just a bad yeah. war. She just respects me more, and she does disrespect you, and she looks like the rat. <laughs> probably she has a rat. We're just going to have to start calling her the Wonder Mutt. Because you wonder, wonder what she what is. She yeah, is. Yeah, there oh, you go. one 405 It's Animal Radio. The whole gang is here. We have Lottie, the world-famous Russian dog wizard who showed up on time. And she's Early. Here. Dr. Debbie, we have uh, answering your medical questions. Uh, Britt Savage with her Animal Minute. Vinny Penn with his take on life, which i got to tell you is getting a little more bizarre. I think he needs to double his dose. I'm just saying. Hey. Also, Bobby Hill with the news coming up. Animal communicator Joy Turner. And I've got to mention for XM listeners, this week we move our Sunday time to 5 p.m. Eastern on XM 158, 5 to 7 on Sundays. Now, we were at 9 in the morning before, and, you know, apparently that's too early for those West Coasters, those left coasters, which I am one of. 6 a.m. We do not arise until it's proper time. So we moved. Now on Sundays, 5 to 7 p.m., and, of course, we stay in our same place on Saturdays at noon Eastern uh, right here on Channel 158. All the details at AnimalRadio.com. You ready to go to the phones? Let's go. Let's uh, kick it off with a call. Who do we have? We have Randy. Hey, Randy. Hey, hi. How you guys doing? Pretty good. How are you doing? I'm going down the highway here in uh, Iowa in the rain. <laughs> are you a truck driver? <laughs> I am, sir. Okay. Well, please don't call I me, am, sir. sir. Uh, are you a ma'am? No, sir is my dad. <laughs> sir is my choice. dad. You're right, Randy. There's your choice, Al. Sir, sir ma'am. ma'am. Okay, there you go. Randy, do you have a cat or a dog? Uh, actually, in the truck, I have my venerable uh, Welsh Corgi companion, Isabel. Ooh, I love little short legs, right? Oh, and he likes, oh, he, likes cool. a, he likes to bark a lot, yeah? Uh, actually, uh, she's my official hair carpet installer, is what she is. <laughs> <laughs> She's an excellent companion. She uh, she came down with hemolytic anemia uh, a little over a year ago. Wow! Which was uh, devastating. Uh, we just almost lost her. But, what is that? Uh, Can you tell me a little bit about that? Doctor Debbie's in the break room, so I don't know what that is. What is hemolytic anemia? It's a, a disorder. They don't know what causes it. Some breeds are, are more specific to it, like uh, cocker spaniels seem to be more uh, prone to it. But uh, they produce red set blood cells, but they're not uh, viable. Consequently, what happens is they starve for oxygen, and they become anemic. Her uh, red blood cell count was supposed to be between 35 and 45, and her red blood cell count was 9. So how did they treat, and is she okay? She's fine. She's back on the truck, been on the truck now for about six months. Uh, What they did initially was, uh, of course, they they kept her at the hospital and uh, monitored her you know, pretty much hourly there at first, and they ended up giving her a blood transfusion, and uh, that helped her. Uh, they put her on prednisone, which did not help her. It must have cost they, a little bit of money. Uh, yeah, she she's worth it, though. Of course. She's worth it. I, I missed her so bad. It was I didn't think I'd ever miss the little rodent, but I sure did. <laughs> did you have pet insurance? Well, I love that term of rodent. endearment you have for her, Randy. <laughs> uh, no, we did not have pet insurance, but what we do 
is every month my wife goes into the to the vet hospital and she put, gives them twenty five, fifty, you know, seventy five dollars and just puts it on the account and leaves it there. It's kind of like a savings smart account. Lady. Oh, wow, very that's smart, smart that's lady. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah, if you if you can't get the insurance, put a little away. If you don't use it, you'll have money later. Put it into an interest bearing account, even. Yeah. yeah, and we and we have eight cats, uh, two corgis, and a chihuahua. So you know, we, <laughs> oh boy. It's, it's, do you like animals, good, Randy? Uh, yes, and I and I married Ellie Mae Clampett as well. So. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. Well, it says up here you want to talk about Operation Roger. Well, yes. Um, uh, we don't have time. We got to take a quick break. Can we talk about it in a second? Sure. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more Animal Radio right here. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And your dream team of experts, 1-866-405-8405. Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, sitting right next to you. You're a little close. Hey, you know. It's a uh, Russian come on, whip. Come on. I didn't use the suggestions with the... I got it from our Bobby. You know, she suggested something for the male enhancement. Or <laughs> oh, something. the male enhancement. Yeah. Oh, oh, no, brain No, no, no. Brain, brain, brain enhancement. for the brain stuff, brain Vlade. Oh, you lucky listeners, you, you don't hear what happens during the commercial breaks. And... <laughs> <laughs> We're thankful, for that. yes. That's the consequences of having Vladi in the studio. <laughs> Dr. Debbie answering your questions in a few minutes. Uh, she's in the break room. She doesn't want to be associated with us right now. Uh, Judy Francis, <laughs> of course, uh, producing the show. Bobby Hill doing the news. Animal communicator Joy Turner. Vinnie Penn. Uh, we still don't know what he does around here. Uh, Britt Savage. The whole gang. Did I get them all? How about posting them somewhere? No, no, no. You have uh, one dog and one cat. Uh, the cats and the dogs in the studio. The animals. The animals. And we have a, the list of the top ten weirdest items eaten by pets on the way. You'll want to stick around for that, if nothing else. We're talking to Randy on the phone. Hey, Randy, are you still there? Yes, sir. Thank- I am here. And then I called you, sir, again. Dog on it. Uh, thanks for uh, hanging <laughs> through the break there. You uh, were talking about Operation Roger. You were about to, which we heard about oh, four or five months ago. I believe this is a, kind of a, a thing where a bunch of truckers get together and they move animals across the country from adoption agency to an adoption agency. What's the deal, and what do you know about it? Well, what I know about it is um, it, it was started by some truck drivers. Uh we, and it, it's it's not for breeders to move animals back and forth. It's more geared toward people who, uh, you know, maybe maybe dad and mom passed away and they have their animal and and the family can't afford to get it, you know, delivered to them. Or someone adopts uh, a rescue animal, say from Corgi Aid or Corgi Rescue. It's like or, a mercy transport. Other. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and it was Precisely. actually it was actually started by Sue Weiss. Oh. She's the founder, and she was a trucker. She was a trucker. started the operation, Roger, yes. Do you take uh, animals across the country? Um, I haven't done anything yet. I haven't been in an area close enough to, to where I could pick someone up, but I check the, web, the website regularly. It's very easy to do. You just log on to, to OperationRoger.com and and uh, they have a list of animals there, uh, cats and dogs. Uh, I think they've even had birds on there wow. that uh, that need transportation. And, and they're very specific. So you go online and check to see if there's any animals that need to go where you're going. Is that what you're doing? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So it, it makes it very easy for, for you to, to do that. And uh, then you can contact them, and they, they arrange things and set it up. Uh, a lot of times, you know, they do them in shuttles. Uh, many times you can 
pick an animal up at point A, take it to point B, and someone else will take the animal, you know, on further in. So, but all the animals are all required to have their shops and their, and, you know, pretty much a carrier and stuff like that. Do you travel with any animals right now? I have Isabel with me. She's in the back back there. uh, I think she's sleeping. What would Isabel think of you transporting another dog across the country? Isabel is a very good dog. She's very good with other dogs, and she's very good with other people. Um, she uh, she gets along well with everybody. That's one thing I can say about Isabel. Uh, she has no problem cats, dogs. Now, if a, if we're say at a rest area and she sees another dog out there, she doesn't want him anywhere near the truck. She'll bark at him. Mm. But if they're in the truck with you. Uh, she doesn't have a problem at all. She's okay with that. Okay, what's the website over there at Operation Roger if people want to do what you're doing? How do they sign up? Um, it's, it's it's pretty easy. You can get on there and you just you just sign in. Uh, you just get on and you read their their little disclaimer and learn how the operation works. And then you can uh, there's a page that you can uh, go to that says you know view animals needing transportation and it, it, it's very easy. I think you're doing a good thing. OperationRoger.org is the website, and, of course, we'll link to everything you've heard on today's show at AnimalRadio.com. we got to run, but I appreciate your call there, Randy. Well, I hope more, uh, I hope more drivers get in, involved because there's a lot of animals out there that, you know, need transportation that, that otherwise, you know, they're, they're going to have to put them down or they're going to have to put them into a shelter, mm. which, you know, on an older dog, as you well know, uh, virtually means that they're going to be put down. Yeah. That's why you're doing and, good work. You're like the well, St. Francis of the truckers. Well, it's like angel flight. <laughs> it is. It is, and it's a, it was a, a phenomenal idea. And when I, and when I saw it, uh, I, I put it up on my MySpace page. I put it up on you know every, everything that that uh, Isabel's got got a page on Dogster. Even I put it up on there. <laughs> okay, well we're going to link to you if that's okay. Sure, okay. that'd be great. All the links at AnimalRadio.com. Randy, thanks so much for joining us. Well, thank you. one 405 8405 Dr. Debbie is on the way. Hey, it's Vinny Penn coming at you with another party animal installment on Animal Radio. Well, we did it. I uh, told you a ways back that my five-year-old daughter, Stella, she's ready for a pet. She was ready. We looked at a lot of different pets. I wanted to start her off with with the fish. Oh, as a matter of fact, she actually had um, uh, already, she's had a turtle and a frog. But they've since moved on, and it was time to get her another pet. I wanted to start her with uh, a fish. I think that's the good starting point for any four, five, six-year-old. We went to the pet store, and we picked out just the most beautiful pink fish. Stella picked her out herself, picked out a great one. We got the nice little aquarium, and she dressed it up and decorated it really nicely. We went down to the beach earlier that morning. She picked out a beautiful rock to put in the tank. We were all set up. She looks at the fish. And it's called a a beta fish, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, B-E-T-T-A. So it was not essentially a goldfish. I don't know. This was kind of a new terrain for me, even though I had goldfish when I was a kid. I think they were goldfish. I had two, Cheech and Chong. Uh, But this was called a beta fish, beta fish. Nonetheless, Stella looks at her and says, I want to call her Magnolia. And it was really a moving moment. I looked at my daughter and I thought, that name is... Is fantastic. We can call her Maggie for short. And she smiled. She thought that was a great idea. We got in the car with the little carrying case. 
for the fish. And Stella stared at her the whole way home and was saying, I love you, Magnolia. I love you, Magnolia. We got home, transferred her into her new home, dressed it up. And Stella was looking at her and she said, she's so beautiful. Daddy, thank you so much for buying me dandelion. And I said, dandelion? What happened to Magnolia? And she said, no, I, I changed her name. I want to call her dandelion. And I said, well, all right, if we, you know, dandy for sure. That kind of works. Go with that. I, dandelion it is. Not too long afterwards, uh, one of my aunts comes over. First thing Stella wants to do is take her to see the fish. She says, you've got to come with me. You've got to come and see my fish. She runs over to see the fish, and I hear my aunt, who's 91 years old, say, hey, that looks just like Nemo. <laughs> Magnolia, who had become dandelion, had now become Nemo. So I have to sit Stella down and say, Stella, look, we can't keep changing the name. It would be like all of a sudden today if I just started calling you Sarah, to which Stella replies, I like that name, Sarah. I go to school with a Sarah. I want to name the fish Sarah. At this point, I'm a little bit out of my mind. I'm confused. I don't know which way is up. I don't know if is it a girl. I always heard girls were fickle, but this was bringing it to new heights. Suffice it to say that this morning, as I'm leaving to come and, and cut these segments, I say to Stella, I'm going to go and talk about Sarah the fish today. And she said, what kind of fish is it anyway? I, you, I heard you telling someone that it, it wasn't really a goldfish. I said, well, daddy's learning as he goes, same as you. I think it's called a beta fish or a betta fish. And Stella says, all right, daddy, we'll go and tell everybody about Betty then. <laughs> Vinny Penn, Party Animal, Animal Radio. Fido Friendly Magazine. Perhaps you can do without it, but for kibble's sake, thinking a dog. At last, a voice for us traveling canines. Until now, few have taken mobile pooches seriously. After all, who appreciates warm shelter and a comfy bed more than a dog? Fido Friendly, the travel magazine for you and your dog. A quarterly guide to Fido-friendly accommodations in the United States and Canada. Because if Fido ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Subscribe at FidoFriendly.com. Your dog will thank you. Listen to the news. Two dogs rescued from a locked car. Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at RedCrossStore.org or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by NAPS. The National Association of Professional Pet Sitters let NAPS help you achieve your dream of a financially rewarding and fun job by providing you with the education and tools you need by visiting www.petsitters.org. Listen closely. Did you hear that? That's the sound of peace of mind. Peace of mind that comes in convenient, pre-measured packets of Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Just sprinkle the granules on your dog's food twice a year to protect him against the major types of canine intestinal worms. Monthly heartworm prevention programs alone are not enough. Find out how to get the upper hand on intestinal worm infections by visiting www.safeguardfordogs.com. This is Glenn Close on Animal Radio. And remember how very, very important it is to spay or neuter your pet. 
celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And your dream team of experts, Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, Dr. Debbie with your medical questions, Vinnie Penn, Britt Savage, Joy Turner, animal communicator extraordinaire. Uh, Bobby, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? You know, I'm here. We have a big show today. Big, big show. I know that you've got some big news. Well, remember the settlement that was supposed to come down from all the pets that were sickened and in some cases killed by the food contamination? Yeah. That settlement that was approved by a judge is now on hold. I'll have details coming up in the news. Wait a second. You're saying that we're not done with that and it's on hold? No. Okay. And the payments were supposed to start this year. Okay. Details on the way. We hope you weren't affected by that. Also, Judy's, yeah. Judy has a recipe for dog food. Yeah, she's put together a new, what do you call it, quick and nutritious, Judy's quick and nutritious dog chow. There you go. You actually cut a video. We'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, let's see. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And British vets put together this top ten list of the weirdest items eaten by pets. Oh, oh boy. No. You'll be amused by this. That's awesome because I got the top ten names from the Scottish doctors. That's all on the way right here on Animal Radio. And we have BJ on the phone. Hey, BJ, how are you doing? I'm all right. How are you? Good. Where are you? Hello to everybody. Well, right now I'm passing through Newark. Newark, New Jersey. Well, I'm passing through. Yeah, we're from North Carolina. We're on the way to Massachusetts. I see how you disclaim New Jersey quickly, and you pointed out that you're from North Carolina. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Don't want to claim New Jersey. Jersey (laughs) You must be a truck driver. No, no, no. Um, Going to visit family. Just going to visit family. Okay. You're on with Dr. With the three chihuahuas in the, in the car. You have three chihuahuas. Now, are you sure oh, they're so. chihuahuas? Oh, yeah. If we just spent a little more money, we'd have got a whole dog. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on with your chihuahuas? Well, they're, well, it's really not about the chihuahuas necessarily. Uh, they've got uh, one of them's the oldest male. He's 11, and the other two are um, twins. Well, not twins. They're from the same litter girls that mm-hmm. are about between eight and nine and the male he kind of itches at himself a lot uh, but all of them seem to like to shed a lot uh, oh, yeah. which is, you know with short hairs we all we know that but um, he's itching at himself and he loves to lick at his paws and nibble at his feet and um, I just saw this that advertised or heard that advertised for dynamite and I don't mean that you know maybe I shouldn't say the whole word of it but uh <laughs> and I was thinking about supplements in general, and I was—I I am trying the Dynavite right now for the first week. Um, we got a, a, a small deal of it, and um, I'm just wondering if it really works, or is it, is it mostly hype? You just want to know the lowdown on it, right? <laughs> well, right. I want to know you. about Dynavite. Well, and I'll if tell you, BJ. Better. Well, I'm going to kind of talk in broad strokes here because um, I personally don't give that kind of supplement to my dog. Um, I believe in sound nutrition, and I believe in addressing problems if they come up. But I really, I'm a not a wealthy person, and if I would have invited, invented uh, these type of products, I think I'd probably be in a very different position right now. But I really don't think that there's a cure-all. What's that? God made eBay. <laughs> Got it on yeah. eBay, did you say? eBay, eBay, you can get it sometimes. You bought it. You bought Dynavite on eBay. I sure did. You can get anything on eBay now. Wow, I guess so. (laughs) 
But I guess my, my basic feeling is that I just have a problem in some of the broad claims. Um, I think that sound nutrition is the core of where we need to be. Um, for pets with skin problems, I do like to supplement fatty acids because you can't get enough of that in a regular dog food. They just can't stuff it in the bag or it would kind of open up and be rotten when you open the bag. Um, but but I personally, I can't say that I've had anybody come back to me saying, Doc, the stuff is um, a life changer. Um, so um, I'm for trying it. I think it's, you know, for some people it may make some differences, but I honestly... Um, I, I can't jump on that claim and uh, ride that wagon. <laughs> and I'm looking for it to, you know, I'm not looking for it to make miracles. I'm just, if it, if it improves in one area, I'm going to be pleased. What are you looking for you it know, to do? What, what are your deficiencies? Well, it doesn't matter. It, either the itching, or not the itching, but the scratching, the kind of the dry skin that he's got a little bit, and the biting of the feet. And if it decreases a little bit of the shedding, gives him a nice coat, they, they seem to to gobble it up just fine with their food. But uh, mm-hmm. now you're going to have to doctor, you're going to have to speak to me in layman terms because um, I'm where do I get fatty acids from? <laughs> oh, fatty acids. Uh, fatty acids are basically, uh, you can get them at pet stores. You can get them probably on eBay. <laughs> you can get them from your veterinarian. fatty acids, then. I just didn't know yeah. if it came in some, something that I would buy for them, you know, like a, some sort of food or something. Are, yeah, are there foods that have fatty acids in them that, that act as the supplement? You know, they, they do add in some foods, they add fatty acids, but it is a problem just because it is um, kind of an oil-based uh, substance that they really can't put enough in there to meet the supplement needs because it really, it, it'll spoil the food. It just mm. does not store well in a, in a dog food component. So that's why we have to kind of add that in. And, you know, for someone like me, I come from the desert climate. Um, you know, we have a lot of dry skin. We have a lot of allergy problems. So what do you do? And I give fatty acids every morning to my dogs. Is, I get is a that, little squirt bottle. Is that like an Omega-3, or what is that? Exactly, yeah. So it's Omega-3 omega is what you're looking and for. And you said a squirt bottle? Yeah. I, I use a, one called Derm Caps, and it comes in with a little pump bottle, and it's what I call the doggy gravy every morning, and put it <laughs> on their food. And it just kind of helps with uh, the luster of the coat, helps to kind of control some of that dryness factor. Um, and, you know, it's not going to stop allergies. It's not going to stop itching completely, but it's just kind of a, a natural way to try to restore the health of the hair coat. And for some of the products like Dino, you know, they may be trying to meet those needs, and for some pets, it might be making a difference in that way. So, you know, I'm, I'm all for trying the Dynavite, but um, I guess my core idea is I like good nutrition and then fatty acids to help with the little dry, scr- uh, scratchy little fellas. And BJ, since you're trying it, why don't you go ahead and try it for a few weeks and call me back and let me know what you thought about it, okay? Okay, I'll do, I'll do that. And then the other thing so I'm... Basically sharing um, sharing my, uh, my Omega-3 uh, fish oil pills I should get the dogs on and they not share with them, right? No, you'll probably want to get a veterinary one just because the ratios of the omega-3s and omega-6s are a little different there. But, yeah, keep your own to yourself. (laughs) And then, of course, the one thing that I would be concerned about, maybe I'm just a little hypervigilant here, I really thought Dynavite sold primarily from their factories. There were no distributorships on Dynavite. So if you're getting it off of eBay, not from Dynavite, are you getting Dynavite? Or is it a knockoff of – I just want you to make sure that you've researched that well and checked that. I checked this with this, this particular place out, kind of, and uh, as a matter of fact, I have a friend in the that lives in the area, and I think there's just there always, there's always a chance with that, absolutely, when you when you use anything with eBay, I guess. Sure. But uh, we're being careful. Good. Let us know how that works. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. 
Okay. Thanks for your call today, BJ. one 405 Dr. Debbie, veterinarian extraordinaire. Not a lot of people know she's actually the animal radio vet. So when we have her on, it's not just because she works here at Animal Radio. She's the veterinarian we trust on our animals. And we encourage you to if at least get a second opinion on what's going on with your animal's life. one 405 You know, even if your animal is healthy, We still want to hear from you. It's all about our celebration and our connection with our pets. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Tomorrow, Vlade and Bobby out at the NAPS conference in Long Beach. They'll be reporting back for you next week. I'm telling you, if you're looking for a new career, you want to check it out this weekend. All the information at PetSitters.org. A lot of people being canned, especially in the radio business. And unfortunately, they're most of my colleagues, and it's not. It's we used to have a really good gig. <laughs> well, I'm telling now, you, not so much. Radio colleagues, if you're out of work, if the big hand has come down, the machine, the machine, the man. How about pet sitting as a business? We're seeing people make like six figures a year as a pet sitter. And every DJ I know has at least two animals. We are animals. Well, and therefore we are qualified. <laughs> <laughs> All the information at PetSitters.org, and of course, you can uh, listen next week. I believe we're going to Joy Turner, is that correct? Yeah, okay. Yes. We we have animal communicator Joy Turner on the phone with us. Hi, Joy, how are you doing? I'm marvelous. How, how about yourself? Very good. And we have Meg? Oh, yeah, sorry, I'm how, here. How are you doing, Meg? I'm good, how are you? Good, where are you calling from? Um, Winder, Georgia. Georgia! Yep. Well, you're on with animal communicator Joy Turner. Hi, um, Meg. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm marvelous, thanks. Who would you like to talk to today? Um, I guess I'm wondering, we have um, an 11-month-old Mastiff. She's been with us for about five months. And my husband and I were just wondering, in general, if she's happy. And there's been a lot of excitement around the holidays. But now that we're back into kind of our daily routine, I'm just wondering if she's bored. Okay, and tell me her name. Nana. Spell that for me. N-A-N-A. Oh, okay. Okay, first of all, she wants you to know that when I started to say hello to her, she shows me a funny little face, like a kid making a face. Um, not really. She's just kind of laying there. Yeah, well, no, to me, in my head, she shows me that. (laughs) You may not see reflected physically what she's showing me in my head. Okay. Um, Okay, so I'm telling her you want to know if she likes being with you, and she says yes. She really does like being with you. She has a little question about what her job is. She's not quite figured out yet what her job is supposed to be in the family. So you may want to think about what kind of a thing you would like to assign her to do. It could just be like morale booster or um, something like that if you don't want to do guard or something. Okay. Um, She needs a job. She likes to have some idea of what she's supposed to do. And she says she really did like the excitement of all the different things that were going on. Uh-huh. She wants to know what the normal is going to be like in the house. Okay. So is the normal like it is now, or is it like it... it the normal is like it is now, yeah. Okay, she just had said, lots of people in town visiting, and we went and visited people and took her with and stuff. Yeah, and she has a couple of questions about that. Is she always going to go? Oh, okay. So she'd like to always go when you go places. Okay. We usually do take her. Okay. (laughs) 
And um, the other thing is she says if it's like it is now when it's much quieter, she kind of enjoys the downtime after a really big not downtime. Okay. But she's going to definitely want to have a job to do. She feels like she needs to be motivated by having a purpose in her life. And she's not bored, but we can do more to make her feel like she has a spot. Yes. Meg, we appreciate your call today. Thank you so much. 1-866-405-8405. If you want to learn more about Joy, head on over to joyturner.com and learn about, I think, probably the best animal communicator out there. Would you agree, Joy? Well, I I want to say thank you. I'm very (laughs) flattered and appreciate it tremendously. And I don't know, people tell me they like me, so that's as much as I know. (laughs) Joy, this is Vladi. How are you? Hey, Vladi. How are you? You're good, good. Sometimes when I'm hearing you, you know, I'm just thinking probably you used to work for KGB. (laughs) <laughs> oh. Because you kind of you kind of see the things through the walls. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hi, this is Joy Behar on Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your pets. It's Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. The game is all here. And I gotta tell you, a lot of us still very upset because we don't know who's won the who's your daddy. Doggy pole here, uh, Ladybug the Stunt Chihuahua. Yeah, I know you need it most of all. Even though it's Monopoly money. <laughs> yes, Monopoly money, wink, wink. I'm going to win. I think I've already technically won. She may have technically won, yes. but we we haven't proven. I, uh, yeah, I think Judy's got it on a technicality yeah. here. Yeah. If, you, if you're just tuning in or you, you missed a week, Ladybug the Studio Stunt Chihuahua is no Chihuahua. She has no Chihuahua in her whatsoever. <laughs> they, say, they say there's a little Dotson. As well as, uh, what else? Papillon. Papillon? This is way back. You know, maybe great-great-grandparents. And they're speculating. Well, because they couldn't, yes. they couldn't find even a shred of a purebred anywhere in her. No, they no. couldn't. No, uh-uh. And they speculate that she is perhaps a rat terrier. Rat terrier. But unfortunately, the lab that I went to doesn't have that doggy DNA available yet. They're hoping to get it done in the next couple months to have that in their lab, at which time they will retest her, and I'm positive it's going to show up rat terrier. Now, you'll notice Dr. Debbie in the in the break room, she's flailing and waving her <laughs> arms because she thinks you should do the blood test. Yes. I, you know, there's several reasons why I don't. I, I just hate to subject my dog to drawing blood. I know it's not real painful, but if I can do it with a cheek swab, I'd like to hold out. So what are you going to do? Do another cheek swab? I'm going to do another cheek swab. Is that okay with you, Bobby? You know, I have to agree with Judy because I don't want to have to put my animals through any type of trauma if it's not necessary. Yeah, exactly. It's a pinprick, isn't it? Yeah, but you have to take her to the vet. That's a traumatic thing yeah, right she's there. She's got to go there to get yeah. uh, spayed. Well, you know. we'll see. Well, this Bobby. is a big bit... Big deal, I'm thinking. Yes. Your, your baby wants just to please her. I mean, don't worry about Judy. If she go, if she lose, I'm gonna just give her some bottle of vodka. And <laughs> a bottle of vodka. Yeah. That'll make Lottie's me happy. Got a plan. She'll yeah. be happy. Yeah. She'll be happy. I'm easy. She's easy going. Yeah. You know, word easy has the double meaning. You know? So be careful what you're talking about. <laughs> this is an animal radio news update brought to you by Simple Solution. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. A settlement approved by a judge last October giving more than $24 million in compensation to pet owners whose animals were sickened or killed from eating contaminated pet food is on hold. Some 23,000 pet owners in the U.S. alone were scheduled to begin receiving checks this year, but due to two last-minute appeals, that's not happening. 
One Chicago attorney who worked out the settlement with Menu Foods said if the appeals succeed, the class action settlement will unravel. Two pet owners in California have appealed, claiming the settlement doesn't address the, quote, made-in-USA labels on food-containing products from China. The second appeal filed in Texas by an attorney claiming the settlements were rushed. And in these uncertain economic times, job loss is a real threat to America's workforce. Experts in animal behavior caution pet owners to keep their pets happy despite their own worries about the recession. Dr. Katarina Riley of the Veterinary Center of Greater Newburyport in Salisbury, Massachusetts, doesn't believe cats or dogs can literally interpret their owner's sad face or gloominess, but she admits animals get anxious if their routine changes. The easiest way to keep things happy for your pet is to continue regular activity, like walks, playing, or even just sharing the couch. And the new year has brought a new title for Alfie the Newfoundland of County Durham, England. The three-year-old Black Newf has been named Dog of the Year by the Royal Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. Alfie's life started out hard. The great pup was neglected by his former owners, who kept him locked in a pen. Julia Marsh Pitt rescued Alfie, but she credits the big dog for helping her with daily health that she battles in debilitating a condition. Julia said, quote, having Alfie here helps me. Every day he makes me laugh, and I think he knows he's special, end quote. Alfie gets a pet portrait, pet insurance, and an engraved glass trophy to go along with his title, but he has to go pick up the swag at the district fellage cattery, and there's just one problem. Alfie the Newfoundland is afraid of cats. Oh, no. no. So it could be a very fur-flying festival. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution, with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading. It's Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, answering your dog behavior questions. And, of course, Dr. Debbie answering your cat and medical questions. And, really, she's uh, only licensed for the animals, but let me tell you, she's wise beyond her years, and she can really help you with anything. But let's keep it to animals right now, okay? We also want to hear from you today about your weird nicknames or names for your animals as this new list has come out uh, from PetFinder.com of the most popular names and the most unusual names. We've heard a, a few unusual names. And, of course, I like the one down there at your office. One of your clients named their dog, My Wife. My wife, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> one of my favorites out there. Oh, that's so funny. If you have a strange name, we definitely want to hear from you here at Animal Radio. We have... Uh, we have goodies for you. Also, uh, Donna, let's go to Donna right now if we can. Hi, Donna. Hi. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Good. Where are you calling from? I'm in Flagstaff, Arizona right now, but I'm out of Canada. What's going on with you today? Um, I have a, a Boston Terrier, and he's like seven years old. I got him from a breeder. She was just done using him as a set kind of thing. And okay. for me to cross the border and everything with him, I had to give him his needles. Like you know, His needles? What do you mean? Well, his, uh, his vaccinations. Oh, okay. His shots. Okay. Yeah. And after I've done that, he started, um, like, urinating really, really strong. Like, he, like, when he pees, like, he pees really, really far. And he was splashing, like, all over the bottom of his belly and... So every time I picked them up to put them back in the transport, like, my hands were all full of pee all the time. So, like, I don't know 
what happened or and this is just something that came on more recently yeah ever since i gave him the needle okay and how long ago is that uh, it's been probably about three months now i guess okay and does it i mean does he always go to the bathroom a lot and have a lot of volume to the urine so that it just kind of comes out that that way and splashing yeah it doesn't splash i mean it just and he could pee like up to six feet away. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a talent. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a lot of power in that little guy. He but... makes some money there. <laughs> I guess and, so, maybe. <laughs> I guess my question is: Is he a straight shooter? So does he? Does it go straight, or does it actually? Is he spilling it on himself? You know, is he He's missing and dripping? It on himself, yeah, he is. Okay, and and that has never happened before. That's just more. Yeah, you're more recently, yeah. Okay. Like I well, took him into the vet, and they got him, uh, you know, they checked him and everything, like, you know, checked his prostate and all that stuff, and he happened to yelp when her finger was up there kind of thing, right? And, uh, well, like ever I would since imagine. Then, <laughs> ever since then, like, you know, I mean, he's been peeing all over the house. He doesn't pee in the transport, but when you okay. take him outside, like, every two hours, like, you know, he's... Uh, like, he pees on everything and everywhere, and, like, in my house, like, 15, 20 places, like, you know, when the cleaner comes in and cleans my house up, right? Oh, that's not good. So, no, is he neutered? No. He's not neutered. No. All no, right. Well, my... So you don't use them for uh, studying. All right. Well, my first piece of information for you is going to be that you have a boy who wants to mark because he still has testosterone, and... Okay. That is going to be very hard to overcome, at least the frequency and the desire to go that often. That's that's a hard thing. Now, is there something else medical going on? Maybe. Nope, nothing, because a lot. Nothing. Well, if, if he had a little bit of, uh, now, when he had his rectal exam and his prostate checked, if he had pain when they actually checked his prostate, that's a bad thing. And that would make us concerned about infection or other problems with the prostate, like tumors. If he was just being squirrely because, you know, having a glove up his backside, then that's a different thing. But if he was truly having pain on the prostate exam, then that's something we really need to look at. And that might put you in a position where you really don't have the option of wanting to keep him for breeding because if he has a problem uh, with the prostate reproductively, he might not be the best uh, for the long-term breeding thing. Um, but I would also want to say, gosh, I'd, I'd probably want to make sure we check a urine sample on him and just check for things like infection, um, yeah, any kind of blood in the urine. They did do that, and that all came up clean yeah. as a whistle? Yep, clean as a whistle. Really, right. really healthy. His coat was beautiful, and I don't know, it's just ever since I gave him the, the needles, like they had the 7-in-1 there in the rabies shop. Yeah, and if everything else is going good, I don't know if I can directly make a link to a you know a recent vaccination. You know, there are certainly some problems that you know if uh, we're kind of under the surface and you did those vaccines, you know maybe that's coming to the surface now. But I would be expecting we'd see something else, some markers, you know, either some changes on blood work or on a urine test, um, you know. But I wouldn't discount that possibility of something brewing in you know his prostate or his reproductive tract. So, um, okay. you know, I, I would say. 
you know, maybe re-examine, you know, his purpose, uh, whether he's, you know, okay. meant for breeding or if he's meant to be a pet. And then, um, you know, really, I'd go, I'd go there and, and think in his best interest in this situation and just uh, get some splash guards for <laughs> urinating as well. <laughs> this okay. is Dr. Debbie. Uh, thank you for the call, Donna. And uh, give us a call if you have a medical question, a behavior question, you don't know where to turn with your little critter. Give me a call, one 405 8405 You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. A recent study by the National Academy of Science says one in four pets in this country is overweight or obese. Obesity is the most common nutritional disease seen in American pets. Much like overweight people, overweight animals are at higher risk for developing a variety of health problems, including cardiovascular disease, arthritis, and diabetes, which is especially prevalent in cats. While there are a lot of diet pet food products on the market, it's not the composition of the pet food that leads to the weight gain, it is the quantity of the food we feed. Neutered pets have a reduced metabolic rate and should therefore be fed less, and many older dogs have a slower metabolism. Regular exercise will of course help, and the lack of it may actually cause behavior problems. Reducing your pet's weight will add years to its life, and the exercise will help you too. I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys, reporting for Animal Radio. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Did you know that your dog could have intestinal worms, even if he's on a heartworm prevention program? For more complete protection, deworm your dog twice a year with broad-spectrum Safeguard Canine Dewormer. To find out more, visit www.safeguardfordogs.com. Every once in a while, there comes along a special group of animal lovers that stands strongly in defense of the voiceless. Animal People is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals. Animal People's published 10 times yearly. The publisher is a nonprofit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty. Your subscription is $24 a year and is 100% tax deductible. Get Animal People's fair and accurate investigative reporting from the industry watchdog. Visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org. Every year, there are millions of pets in animal shelters across the country just waiting for a loving home. I'm Mike Farrell with a very simple message. If you're thinking of getting a pet, please adopt. To easily locate your closest place to adopt, call Pets 911 toll-free at 1-888-PETS-911. It's easy, it's free, and it gives a pet a second chance in life. Together, we can ensure a better future for our pets. For adoptable pet listings in your community, go to Pets911.com. Pets 911, proud to be partnered with Animal Radio. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by AFS, real food for real pets. Visit AFS online at animalfood.com. Hey, this is Cesar Milan. When I'm not doing the dog whisper, I'm listening to Animal Radio. Stay balanced. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. Welcome back. This is Susan Sims with Fido Friendly Travel Talk on Animal Radio. And on the line is Tammy with Pet Flies. Hi, Tammy. Welcome to the show. Hi, Susan. Thanks for having me. Why do I think of monkeys when I think of 
pets-wise? Well, because our very famous and handsome spokesmodel is a little red minpin named Monkey Boy. When he came into my life um, as a rescue dog, I had uh, never had a small dog before, and I was Mm -hmm. living in Arizona and commuting back and forth to Los Angeles, and I wanted him to be able to go with me, and what I had looked into as far as carriers that were out there really didn't fit my style. So that's how I kind of started with the whole pet flies concept. You know, you've got some really distinctive and and really beautiful carriers. When I started pet flies, we had two designs in one size. Now we have about 12 different pet flies carrier designs in three sizes, in addition to just all kinds of other things. We have snuggle bugs, we have puppy slings. These pet carriers, let's just say they are airline approved, is that correct? They are airline approved. In order to be airline approved, you have to have cross ventilation. The carrier has to be water resistant and you have to be able to fully contain your pet in the carrier. So while there's a lot of purses out there, they really wouldn't be considered airline approved because your little friend can poke his head out anytime. When you get on a plane, they really want you to have your pet confined. Yes, I know. I have a lab, so I, I I haven't had the pleasure of flying in cabin, but that day will come. That day will come. And now you have more things on your website, so we don't have time to talk about all of them. But one of the things is your rescue campaign. I've always had just a love for all animals, and it seems especially the ones that are down on their luck and that really need help. I had worked in the garment industry for um, 20 years before I started my company, and the garment industry around Los Angeles, there's just an overwhelming amount of pets on the streets. And when I started my business, I was not driving around as much as I used to and was not readily available to help some of these guys that I would see. So in order to continue doing that, um, we developed the Viva the revolution uh, campaign up oh, there's my dogs in the background now <laughs> I, uh, those are your helpers um, that, that is supposed to help inspire people to uh, spay and neuter their pets and, and in addition to that also encourage them to rescue rather than adopt and we have uh, different products on our site and the proceeds from that go to different organizations that help abandoned animals and homeless animals. I think many people would aspire to do the same and and I understand you have a product giveaway for our lucky listeners. I do. We have our Urban Safari Pickup Pals which are little doggy waste bag holders. They're called Urban Safari because there's a giraffe, a zebra, and a leopard and they all <laughs> come with uh, 10 rolls of degradable scented doggy waste bags. And they can attach to your leash or your belt or your purse. They are so cute. I mean, these look like the little stuffed animals, and it looks like they Velcro to, like, your belt or to your purse. Is that right? Even your wrist. If you have a small enough wrist, it'll go around your wrist, just so that you always have one with you, and they don't look like they hold doggy waste bags. They just look like a cute little <laughs> stuffed animal on your purse. For the first 10 listeners, 866 866- Four zero five eight four zero five. So that's it for Fido Friendly Travel Talk. And for more information on today's show or just about traveling with Fido, pick up a copy of Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. And we're at Borders, Barnes & Noble, PetSmart, or simply go online to FidoFriendly.com and subscribe today. Till next time, travel safe, leave no dog behind. This is Susan Sims for Fido Friendly Travel Talk on Animal Radio. Hi, it's Lisa Laporta from HGTV's Design to Sell for Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your pets. Hi, this is Victoria Stillwell for Animal Radio. Never buy your puppy from a pet store. Oh, 
It's Animal Radio. You lucky dog, you. 1-866-405-8405 with your dream team of experts. Dr. Debbie answering your medical questions. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Bobby coming up in just a few minutes. He has some uh, pretty key news stories you want to know about, especially if you were involved with that pet food recall, if your animal was sickened a couple years back. New developments in that whole saga on the way. I believe we have... Which uh, which line are we going to? Oh, there you go. Rod. Rod is on this line. Hey, Rod, how are you doing? Hey. Where are you calling from? Uh, Ottoman, Iowa. Ottoman, Iowa. Yep. Ottoman is like is in the chair? I know. Audubon. A-U-D-U-B-O-N. Oh, like this in the magazine. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to put you through the, the drill there, Rod. I have the world-famous Russian dog wizard, Vlade, right here. Hi, Rod. Forgive for the hell. He just had too much tea today. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I, my issue is, is I have a, a male Bouvier, and I have a oh, female... I love, I love Bouviers. I have a female Neapolitan Mastiff. Uh-oh. Okay. I have a, a male English Bulldog. Oh, boy. And I cannot put the English Bulldog out in the yard with the other two because they'll corner him and just gang up on him. Okay, because he's the weakest, yes? Well, I don't know. He's pretty stout, but it's just, I mean, if it was one-on-one, mm-hmm. they usually, you know, if I let him in the house one-on-one, they don't really have any issues. But when the two of them are together, then they both gang up on him. Okay. And I it, mean, I, I, and is, it, been, is it happening just, uh, is it happening when you're around or when you're not around? Uh, either way. I, I tried doing, you know, uh, going out in the yard, having them, all on a leash, trying to associate them with each other, trying to get them, you know, to get along. And as soon as I turn my back, you know, I'm still right there. As soon as I turn my back, they mm-hmm. start fighting. How how are you dealing right now? Do you separate them all the time? Yeah, now I, I have to. Otherwise, they'll, they'll pretty much they'll kill him if, that, if I don't. So you basically had already that accident, so they were fighting to the blood, and you took them to the vet, or you just suspect that could happen? No, they they had him pinned, and he was pretty marked up. And I, I did take him to the vet, but I mean, it wasn't life threatening. But if it would uh, if it wouldn't have been stopped, it probably would have. Okay. Did you have any obedience training on any of the any of them? Did you did you put them through this obedience school? No obedience school, but I, I'm I'm fairly good at you know teaching them sit, stay, you know, heal those kind of things. I've had, I've dealt with masters a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, uh, can you train one dog in the presence of the t- of the rest of the two? Can you just basically let two run around and working with one of them, or you you will think it's going to be a fight? Uh, no, because they all fight for the attention. When when they're all three in the yard, they all fight for attention. As far as you know, trying to get pet or trying to get play time and what. And I'm, I'm I'm strongly believe if you will try to work with one of the dog, uh, it's going to be fight anyway because those two will think you know they gotta get your attention. So here is what the solution. But what, what 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 I would do, you believe it or not, I would get three big crates and I would put those three crates side by side. Especially I'm gonna put two side by side the dogs who are fighting. So I'm gonna maybe just uh, choose one corner of your house or somewhere in one room and I'm going to set up the boot camp there. So in other words uh, what you're going to do, you're going to work with one dog in the presence of another two. Uh, those two cannot get in, they cannot interrupt they cannot do anything, they need to just watch 
and tolerate your attention. So I'm going to get the pinch collar and the leather leash, and I'm going to work on very serious obedience training, especially focusing on the sit-stay and down-stay in the presence of of the rest of the two. And after that, I'm going to alternate the dogs, working with one, working with another, working with the third. Now, and when I am not, time from time. So in other words, the dogs who are fighting, there needs to be one in the crate and another one is out of the crate all the time. So two dogs just playing all the time. The third dog is in the crate. Do you follow me so far? Okay, so you're saying when I'm training one, two of them need to be in the crate? Yes. And when you don't train them, it's still one dog, one of the two who is fighting, is always in the crate. You okay, so out of the two, the, the Bouvier and the, and the Mastiff are the ones that attack the, the Bulldog. Otherwise, he, he does not have aggressive attentions toward them unless... It, attack him. It's okay. It's okay. But I want to make sure, I want to make sure one of the dog, periodically, one of the dog who is fighting is in the crate where the rest, of the, the another dog is not along with another dog. Okay? So okay. one of them is always in the crate and another is free. So you're basically teaching them to be around with no fights. And in the same time, you're working on one dog at a time to establishing yourself. What, according to the canine law, Presence of strong and confident leader in the pack suppress any aggressiveness in under every member of the pack. Uh, Rod, if those three dogs would feel you are 100% leader, they would not fight in your presence. Why? Because this is against their 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 law. But you probably consider by them as the leader in 95% of the time, not the 100% of the time. So that is why. It means to get the pinch collar and leash and start to work with one dog at a time. And when you get to the point that you see they're responding just like that, what I want you to do, I want you to get comfort muzzle. Comfort muzzle. Very soft muzzle. I'm going to put the muzzle on the dog many times before I got to really start to walk the dog in that muzzle. I put, put the muzzle on, give the treats, take it off, put the muzzle, get the treats so the dog would use to the muzzle. And after that, I will start to work with those two dogs who are fighting side by side together. Now you're going to make them worry about you more than worry about each each other. Especially going to put them in the seat state together. And that's what I'm going to do. And you will see if you do at least, if you do at least 50-60% what I just told you to do, you will see decreasing in this problem in 100%. Okay, my friend? Try okay. this and shoot me an email uh, how, about the progress, and I'm going to give you more tips. My website is SoCalDogTraining.com. SoCalDogTraining.com. Okay. Thank you, Rod, and thank you for listening to Animal Radio. This is the Vladi from Animal Radio. Please give us a call, email us. I am on call. is Animal Radio Network. It's Animal Radio celebrating our connection with our pets as we do every weekend. Thanks for joining us. 1-866-405-8405 if you have a question about your pet, your pet's health, pet's behavior. We just want to say hello. Also still taking those weird 
pet names. You're still hearing a lot of weird pet names. What? you got to turn your mic on. That'll only work Oops. if you turn okay, your mic there on. You, there we go. There I am. I said some of the names are really cute. They may be odd, but they're cute. We're posting them all at Animal Radio, by the way. Yeah, and I just saw a dog that was uh, Dalmatian. It was all spotted, uh-huh. and his name was Confetti. Confetti. Isn't because that of all cute? The, oh, uh, guys, you know, when I just started my business in Michigan, you know, I was not so famous and popular. My client's dogs were by name Morphe Pot. Oh, Morphe and, so- and Pot. <laughs> uh, obviously a drug addict. Aww. <laughs> And we have, let's see, is it Bobby we have on the phone with us? Yes, it is. Hey, Bobby, how are you doing? Pretty good. Where are you? Uh, We are in Knoxville, Tennessee. Are you a driver? Uh, Yes, we are. Okay. My husband and I both. Do you travel with your pets? We do. They Hmm. go everywhere we do. Hmm, Good. You know, I have the world-famous Russian dog wizard, Vlade, right here to answer your questions. Great. Hi, Bobby. Hi, I need some major help. Okay, go ahead. Shoot it. Okay, I have an 18-month-old Great Dane. He's 120 pounds. He is a great dog, except when we get him out to play. We get him out probably about four or five times a day, an hour at a time, Mm -hmm. to play. And he runs straight at us and runs right into us. And 180 pounds, (laughs) or 120 pounds coming at me at about... You know, 80 mile an hour kind of hurts a little bit, so I don't know how to break him from this. Let me tell you something. You can uh, call uh, uh, to hundreds of people and ask hundreds time about uh, this, your problem, and you will never find any solution for that. But let me tell you five seconds solution which can stop it, and your dog probably will never do it again. You mean there's a there's there's a hundred people she could call that won't have the solution, but you have the solution, is what you say? You're right. Which, okay, just want to make sure. <laughs> she understood me. She's from uh, from the east part of this. Country. I just wanted to make sure. I understood you. Okay. <laughs> okay. So all what you need to do, you need to uh, get the very inexpensive device by name Pet Convincer. What it is, it is the spray of the air, creates suddenness and effective. It's just amazingly effective device. Uh, comes with the spray of su- of the air and accompanied by the sound. Uh, very inexpensive. Basically, it's a very small, very humane and safe device. Basically, all what it is, it's just the air. You just having with you every time when you come home or whatever, you let the dog go. And at any time, he just even think about jumping on you. You just uh, pull this pet convincer, aim, push the button, and your dog will forget how jump at you from the time on. How about that? What does it spray? Air at him? Or? Just air. You don't oh, spray okay. it at him, do, do you? Just, it's just well, a, his direction. But you can spray. You can spray in your head if you want to. It's it's nothing. It's just uh, you know. Uh, let me tell you one of the biggest secrets. Uh, back in Russia, long ago. Trainers use the little tube uh, with the hole throughout because the dogs hate when you blow anything in their mouth, like air. Mm-hmm. And that's what we did manually. So the company who designed this product, they just uh, use CO2 cartilage. So you push the button, uh, the CO2, pss, oh. and, and it just scared me. Just, it just startled him. <laughs> can you use that on your husband or wife? You can do it on the cats and the birds and snakes and whatever. No, I'm I'm serious. This thing, I mean, you think uh, this is just so simple. It's just one, one convincing air uh, blast and bad behaviors in the past. Okay, Ooh. great. Thanks so much. <laughs> I'll try anything. It Nothing to try. Me. Just do it. There is, there is going to be... Shoot me email if you if not going to work, because I guarantee you it's going to work. 
I hope so, because he's giving me black eyes and everything no, else. No, no, it's going to work <laughs> first time, and your dog will never jump at you again. Pet convincer. Ooh. Okay, great. Thank you so much for your help. Thank you for your call. We'll link to it at AnimalRadio.com. Of course, there's more Animal Radio on the way. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. I said I'm not. Hey, gang, this is the Money Man, Eddie Money. Make sure you spay to your pets and keep the dial right here to Animal Radio. It's the greatest station in the world. Animal Radio, one 405 8405 Come celebrate your connection with your pet with us. If you got a question for Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, he's he's just around the corner. He's sitting right here. He's kind of quiet today, I noticed. You know what? I'm kind of um, had too much celebration the new year. You're still yeah, getting over that, huh? Kind of, yeah. You know, it's a big, big celebration in Russia. New Year, it's a very big really? celebration. What yeah. about Christmas? Is that a big celebration it there also? It too, but the, uh, New Year is a very traditional one as well. So. I want to thank you, by the way, for the sham wows that you got me for Christmas. <laughs> and I appreciate that. <laughs> hey, these guys, they, they're, they're very absorbent. I'll tell you right now. And I probably wouldn't have gone out and gotten them for myself. It's always the kind of gifts that... Uh, you, you want for yourself that you should give to others. Uh, by the way, I want to mention we're making a move on Sundays. We're moving to a, a more tolerable hour on XM Satellite Radio. Uh, our Saturdays, we're still there at noon Eastern. On Sundays, we move 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern so that uh, you left coasters can call. We get a lot of calls from the East Coast. Yes. We want time to represent the West Side. Time yeah. to rep- and because we are West Coasters, that's uh, all, all the more that's important. Right. Coming up, Bobby has a story about, uh, well, the settlement for the pet food crisis of a couple of years back, menu foods, and that whole debacle. Uh, they were ordered to pay $24 million in compensation to pet owners whose animals were sickened uh, or killed by the contaminated pet food. Apparently, that's been held up. They're appealing, and no one's getting any money. Details on the way in our newscast. I believe we have Amy on the phone. Hi, Amy. Yes. How are you Hello. doing? Where are you? I'm on East Coaster. You're an East Coaster. <laughs> That's okay. We, t- we take East Coast, too. <laughs> well, tell us, what's on your mind, Amy? Well, I have a cat. She's 13 years old, and she's been recently diagnosed as a diabetic. But in early October, she started using her litter box inappropriately. Um, okay. She would, use it, um, she would use it properly for, we're on the radio, so I guess I'll say number one. But number two, wasn't making it in the box. So in September, she had had a physical and everything was fine. All her blood work was fine. But I talked to my vet and we were doing, we tried new boxes, new litters, new locations. And eventually I took her to the vet and she was diagnosed as a diabetic. Okay. Yeah. At that same time, that was when all this was happening. Right. And so now she's on a new diet. She's on... Uh, DM management, and she also now is on Lantus two times a day, and her legs were weak. She had, she had a neuropathy, but they're starting to get stronger, and okay. in the meantime, we've, we've moved the box. It was upstairs, but we brought it downstairs because we wanted to encourage her to use it. We've also noticed that her stools were harder, so we tried, um, we used pumpkin and fiber and cream to help um, okay. 
rule out any pain and strain. But where my puzzle comes in is she traveled at Christmas. And I took her backup box with me, and she used the box appropriately. But as soon as I returned home, I thought, great, maybe this is the reset I need. So I took away the downstairs box to see if she would use the upstairs box. She was not, she was out of sorts, so I gave her the downstairs box back. But the inappropriate number two is, is still there. Okay, so the, she's using the downstairs box, and she is pooping in that. No. She's using no. the downstairs box, but only for, for number one, she's pooping outside the box downstairs. Okay. Is it in the vicinity of the box, kind of like a near miss? <laughs> it's not a miss, but it's in the vicinity. It's okay. definitely intense. It's not, a, it's not an, an accidental miss. It's an intentional. Because she'll get in and pee in the box and then step out to do number okay. two. Okay. So, and then if, with the box upstairs, is she using that for both functions? She's not using that box at all, even though she, she does go upstairs now again. She started going back up the stairs. Her legs are doing better, but she mm-hmm. doesn't use that box. Okay. And um, when you mentioned the diabetic uh, neuropathy, for, for those that might not know what that is, yeah. um, pets with diabetes, when they have the diabetic problem first diagnosed, um, the high blood sugars um, re- result in a problem with the function of um, the nerves to the extremities, so to the legs. So basically with cats, what often happens is they walk kind of flat-hocked, so on their ankles. So they kind of walk flat-footed on the back feet, and it's not painful. Um, but it's just things aren't quite working right. And it's actually one of the ways many cats are diagnosed um, as diabetic. Dogs can do this the same uh, manner where they're weak in the back end. And um, with kind of having that timing of the diabetes at that time, that really complicates um, you know, how we can interpret her lack of using that litter pan because uh, for a cat that um, maybe is having some weakness and uh, is avert, has an aversion to the litter pan, we really have some troubles because there might be some kind of psychological association with uh, not feeling good, being near this box, and having some triggers like that. So in what I would probably do, and I know you said you tried a lot of different areas and things, um, in many cases I will add multiple boxes within the same vicinity um, to try to offer alternate locations. And for an older cat, um, a lot of times, even if we don't notice it outwardly, they can have arthritis-related problems. So throw that on top of a diabetic neuropathy, and you've got you know potentially problems actually kind of getting into the box comfortably. And uh, you know all it takes is one bad or bad experience going to the box where they have pain, where there's discomfort, something startles them, and that can really set up for an aversion for further use down the road. So um, I would make sure we're using either very very low pans um, or even just um, you know, cut away some of the part of the side of the litter pan. It's a mess. It's nasty to deal with to clean up, but that can help make some accommodations for these older kitties who who really can have some aches and pains and some difficulties. It's it's, it's kind of like we almost have a you know a little bit of a handicapped kitty we have to accommodate for right now, so I would make sure we do that, and um, you know making sure that we're getting our diabetes as as regulated as we can because it takes a long time for this neuropathy to really turn around, um, and, and then we could even consider trying um, some pain remedies for you know maybe some. Um, arthritis-related problems, because that can make a difference and give them a little bit more get-up-and-go and getting into the litter pan more readily. Oh, what kind of remedies are those? Um, for some cats, we'll try glucosamine. 
Um, cats are kind of st- tough when it comes to pain remedies because there's a lot we can't use too easily. They're very sensitive uh, for some of the doggy pain relievers. Um, so I usually start with a glucosamine supplement for kitties. And um, then beyond that, there are some pain uh, medications. They're more of an opiate pain medicine. Um, because she's diabetic, there's some other medicines that are kind of on the back shelf that we can't even really pull out for use for her. But I would really see about maybe a glucosamine supplement and then, um, you know, trying to make some either cutouts in that litter pan um, or just throw in the, the full gamut of litter um, offerings in that vicinity for her. Well, but let me ask you about the glucosamine because that, I've looked into that and that's uh, chicken based and she is sensitive to that protein that comes from chicken. Yeah. So, and. You might be able to, it might take a little looking, and I can't say that I've honestly looked at the composition and where a lot of these um, proteins come from if she has, say, a chicken allergy or beef allergy. Um, but we may be able to find something in a more of a liquid-based formulation. Um, you know, it's harder to get things in cats than other other animals, but that might be something we can really try. Um, so, um, you know, I'd maybe talk to your veterinarian and see if there are some uh, products that they can recommend in your area that might be helpful. But... I would uh, give that a whirl because nobody likes the poop miss in the box. That is something that is uh, tough for any kitty owner. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio. Give me a call if you have a medical question. 1-866-405-8405. Have you been dreaming of that special career that not only offers you great financial rewards but is also really fun? You found it. Pet sitting is becoming one of the fastest growing home-based businesses in the country today. NAPS, the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters, can help you achieve that dream. NAPS will provide you with the education and tools you need just by visiting www.petsitters.org. That's NAPS at www.petsitters.org. Animal Radio is being brought to you by the American Red Cross, providing you with information and training to protect the dogs and cats you love. For more information, visit redcross.org or petcentric.com, a proud supporter of the American Red Cross. Listen to the news. Two dogs rescued from a locked car. Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets. Hi, I'm Vladi. Let me introduce to you the new concept to the real pet food, AFS. AFS is a true miracle meal. All natural ingredients, 100% complete and balanced. No artificial flavors, no coloring, no fillers, no gluten, and absolutely no preservatives. Discover what the magic of the real meat can do for your pet's health. Visit animalfood.com. Hey, you want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at caninecaviar.com. That's www.caninecaviar.com. We join Animal Radio, already in progress. It will help your little brain. 
Where do I get it? The vitamin store. The vitamins. Choline. Look that up. C-H-O-L-I-N-E. I'm writing out right now. Spell again. Vladi, you will, you will totally love it. Is it affecting just the brain or in other parts of the man's body? Just, just the brain. What it does is uh, it increases the production of norepinephrine, which works on your brain synapses. Boy, 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 because boy. I've been us- using so many words, which, I don't, which is out of my Sorry. vocabulary. Why are you trying to uh, improve your manhood? I mean, you ask that question about everything now. What's... Uh, I want to get both. I want to have a get, get what? I want to get, get both. I said. Oh, I both. 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 Okay, both. we thought you Sorry said for some other Michigan keyword. accent. No, what? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get the uh, speech coacher maybe one day. Would you? Would you prefer mm-hmm. to be my personal? Yes, I'll, I'll teach. You I'm not asking speak. you. You're asking Bobby. Yes, I'm she, asking Bobby. Would you like to be you a personal to be tra- translator? I believe. Yes. Not translator. There you go. Speech coach. Speech coach. <laughs> I don't know. Then you'll learn. talk with a Chicago I think, I think, accent instead of the Michigan accent. If we're gonna get one bottle with you and go to the some bar which I know you know so I think you will talk in Russian after that better than I'm in English okay I just want to ask you to say one thing for me Vladi okay say moose and squirrel moose and squirrel I don't see Boris bad enough right there <laughs> I know what you do you guys know what I'm talking about I don't know what the guys you got me in I mean what are you talking about R- Rocky and Bullwinkle cartoons from the 60s do you oh. remember those cartoons? I was a little kid. Just a little. Time. I think it was a little Todd. Yeah. yeah, we all were. <laughs> you know, all I know is that I've bought 15 ShamWows from Vladi so far, just because... <laughs> <laughs> Say, Bobby, what do we have coming up in the news? We're going to take a look at <clears throat> cold and flu season, not just for us, but for cats and dogs. We'll have details on You Can Help Your Furry Friend. Coming up in the news. one 866 That's the very number that Trent called. Hi, Trent. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Where are you calling from? From Marietta, Georgia. Marietta, Georgia. What is on your mind, Trent? Well, I had a question regarding my two-year-old male Sharpay. Um, after we had gotten him neutered, it seems like he is very anxious um, around even, not us, but when he's eating, he his tail is down, and he's cautious when he approaches the bowl, takes a bite, backs up, looks around, looks up at the ceiling. We have skylight. And he just seems to be more anxious, and especially when new people come into the house, he really gets anxious, and he kind of pees on the floor, and if he gets real scared, well, I'm kind of go poo-poo on the floor. Just if when people are coming in the house, he's doing this? Oh, yeah. When new people wear my... I have another Sharpay, a female, and she is um, three and a half years old, and she just loves people. It doesn't matter who's there, but she just wants to go greet them and jump on them and, you know, be very friendly, where he barks and gets kind of scared and backs up and Mm -hmm. just is real anxious. And I don't... It just seems to happen when new people come in, and it seems to happen when he got neutered. Okay. Now, I'm assuming that your veterinarian, the one that neutered him, didn't do anything to alter his personality. And I guess I'd have a couple concerns because um, a behavior change like that, very commonly we can see when a dog comes of age and comes into their maturity, and and especially maybe a a male dog that we might be worried about some uh, fear of related problems. And, you know, Sharpays can kind of behave a little differently when it comes to fear and their anxieties. And sometimes it is pretty much a stop loss. You know, it is, you know, urinating, defecating, you know, in a lot of a gamut of uh, fearful behaviors. So I don't know if I could necessarily blame, you know, the, the neutering procedure. 
nature. That, I think, might just be more of a coincidence than anything. But um, we may have some things we really need to work on uh, as far as socialization. And, and you know, I, I know Vlade would probably have some things that we can add in on uh, that aspect. Exactly. And what I would, I would suggest to you, you need to, it's called imitative method. You already said to me that, to us, that uh, you have one of your Sherpa just loves the people, have a probably Labrador retriever attitude. So use it. All what you need to do, just get one big crate and temporarily put both Sherpa's in that crate and allow the people to come in. And when they come in, when they approach the crate, give them like a cellophane, cellophane bag, which make the noise, and with some amazing treats. Uh, maybe even use a hot dog fried on the butter with the garlic. It's irresistible smell and taste. Or Polish kalbasa will work too. What, what, what the hell? You're smiling. Oh, it sounds like the Paula Dean show on the Food Network. Oh, describing there. But this is the this is the really truth. This is the Pavlov conditioning. Listen, Russian academic Pavlov made the dog salvate when somebody knocked the door, and it's so easy to recondition that Sharpe. So you can uh, you can do two things at the same time: use another Sharpe who loves the people, and use a conditional uh, response, which is the food. So somebody comes in. I will talk to you in the language people can understand, just without any science. A person, you, somebody knock the door. If one of Sharpe is barking, clap your hands, make the noise, startle it. Ah! The dog stops, put both of them in the crates, and if it's difficult to catch them, use maybe a piece of the rope attached to that Sharpe. And put them in the crate and let the people come in. And when the people come in and approach into the crate, and it's important to approach sidewise. Uh, give him that uh, cookie back, and the person make the noise and feed both Sharpays. You know, Sharpay looks at the good one and say, hey, nothing to be worried about. It's hard to be scared if I experience it with several times and nothing happens. You see, I, I notice a lot of animals feed off of each other. If one's calm, the other will be exactly. calm. So that's what you're saying there, Exactly, pretty much. and plus kalbasa will work too. Oh, Trust me, <laughs> you know. You know, if that kalbasa comes from the strangers and never comes from you, it's going to work. And just do it maybe for f- probably two weeks with five, six people coming in your home, and after that you don't need to put them in the crate. Yeah. Okay. Trent, we thank you for your call. Oh, thank you so 1-86-405-8405. We appreciate We we thank you very much for being a listener. Thank you so much. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. It's Animal Radio, one 405 8405 Come on, celebrate your pets with us. Vinny Penn, he's on the way. His book doing very well. Guido's Credo. Check it out at Amazon.com. Yes, you've been hoarding it. I want to read it. By the way, no no relation to Guido, our board op here. <laughs> this is a good book, and I find out it's his second book. Wow. We have such a talented staff, of course, Dr. Debbie, and your practice in Las Vegas, where you see, yeah. because it's Las Vegas, you see just pretty much everything, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. All you name it. But I don't have a book yet. You don't have a book. We're working on that. If you want to email Doc, Doc Debbie, D-O-C-D-E-B-B-I-E at AnimalRadio.com. Links to all of us at the website there. 1-866-405-8405. Oh, by the way, we're still getting calls about the studio stunt chihuahua, which is not a stunt chihuahua. And what we're going to do, Dr. Debbie has suggested that we do a blood test. Uh, you're uh, not going to um, do that. Are yeah. you going to do another swab? I'm going to try a swab one more time before yeah. I resort to a blood test. I, uh, let me add her. You're the baby. <laughs> blood will do it. <laughs> hey, Mitch, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Very good. Where are you? 
I'm in uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Jacksonville, Florida. It's always warm there, isn't it? Oh, it's gorgeous out. It's like 75 and sunny. Wow. <laughs> uh, we're a little bit jealous, so if we sound a little disgruntled in our voice, that's what it's all about. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I just I, I just purchased uh, a dog, and uh, I did it on one of those good online deals. I got it from Texas, and it's a, a miniature bull terrier, and he's gorgeous, except uh, he's deaf. And you're sure of that? Oh uh, yeah, we've taken him to the vet, and uh, I mean he doesn't, he, he, you know, he, if you did a siren in his ear, he might sort of, you know, barely look at you, but uh, okay. He's uh, so I've never had a deaf dog. I mean, we want to keep him. He's he's gorgeous, but I didn't know uh, the problems or how to cope with him or to, you know, I mean, what you do with a deaf dog. We have another dog that's a uh, Basenji, and uh, I don't know. The little dog is terrorizing him when they're play when they're playing, and he I mean he he bites him so hard that the other dog screams, and you know, I guess I guess being deaf, he can't even tell that he's hurting the other dog. Yeah, yeah, they definitely, if they're, they're not hearing that vocalization, there can be some problem with that bite inhibition and learning that. Now, and you mentioned he's a bull terrier? Yes, it's a miniature bull terrier. Okay, because there are, you know, if we're certain we're not hearing anything, he's not responding to high-frequency, low-frequency sounds, then uh, if he's a youngster, we're very likely dealing with a congenital deafness. So he's kind of born without the full uh, working hearing apparatus there. Now, you're in actually in a good situation with having another dog because there are deaf dogs out there that can live wonderfully comfortable happy lives we just have to take some special accommodations for them and having another dog in the home is good because that in many dogs um, whether it be blind or deaf if they have a housemate they're kind of like the lead dog and they can kind of follow some of their social cues um, so that can be helpful um, but you can easily train a deaf dog to follow basic obedience commands um, using hand signals and uh, sometimes even with vibrations we can do that so that would be something that is very important especially with a deaf dog because you don't want um, them to be exposed to those hazards of you know running loose or um, right. getting in situations like getting hit by a car or getting out of their yeah, comfort of zone where we can protect them. So that that's biggest challenges on your shoulders to make sure we do a um, a cautious and a very thoughtful training program for him. Well, well I have uh, this week just been looking into some stuff and I did see like online a, a vibrating collar. So I guess that's a good thing to get him, or you can teach him when you I guess when you buzz it till you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and come. even some. Some basic things, like if you're working with some leash commands, you know, um, just kind of wrapping on the floor to create a vibration that catches attention, and then pairing that with um, some hand signals to, to help train them. Um, so, yeah, but and also with any deaf dog, I want to make sure that we have proper identification, um, a collar tag ID, and a lot of folks actually get medical ID tags for their pets so that people can be aware that um, if, heaven forbid, he were to get out, um, that he has a medical problem. And he may not hear so that can be something that they can be aware of okay well we're all i guess ready to tackle it and uh, like i said we love them and we'll just have to i guess put a little more care into trying to uh accommodate them mitch what would you tell yeah. people that are going to buy animals off the internet well oh. i would say uh if, if, you, if you can't personally see it i would say not to buy it <laughs> Because she had she had uh, several comments that were good, but unfortunately, after uh, like I said, she hasn't talked to me in three weeks. She won't answer a phone call. I just mm. wanted to talk to her, yeah. and I, I did you know come across someone else that had a uh, unpleasant experience. But uh, the website keeps taking off 
her comments. Okay. So, uh, so go go know. see your dog in person. Visit it before you get it, right? Yeah, I, I would. I, that's, I definitely would. I agree you. with that definitely. <laughs> okay, well, I, I appreciate all the help. Thank you. And you know what? We're going to send you. We're going to put something together. What's your bull terrier's name? Duke. Duke, we're going to put something together for Duke if we can. And we really, you know, you're the kind of animal lover that we love because it didn't turn out to be exactly what you thought, but you still love the animal endlessly. Yeah, when he was in the bed the first night. <laughs> and, now, and now he won't leave. <laughs> Hello, this is Don DeLuise, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Love your pets, they'll always love you back. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. You know, the more listeners' names that I hear, I got to tell you, <laughs> I'm thinking, uh oh, not so creative. I thought, uh oh, being our studio cat was a pretty creative name. Hi, who's this? Hey, this is Adam. Happy New Year, guys. Hey, how are you doing? Still, Very celebra- good. still celebrating Very good. the New Year, huh? Oh, we are, we are, and uh, I wanted to let you guys know that my, I have no idea how my cat got this nickname. Her name is Rachel, uh-huh. but, but she comes by the name of Dinky, but D- Dinky? her full name is Rachel Dinky Meowsers because she loves to meow. <laughs> Rachel Dinky Meowser, is that correct? <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> so when, when you're calling her in, you, you actually, uh, you'll go out and say, Rachel Dinky Meowsers, come on. And it's so weird. It's like I, I never liked cats until I got her. She's just like a dog, pretty much. I mean, she just she'll come whatever you call her, and she can hear her coming from a mile away because she's meowing coming at you. Oh, you mean you actually call your cat and she comes? Absolutely, it's, it's so weird. I know. I, it, 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 if she wasn't like the way she is, I probably wouldn't like her. But I love her. She's great. There, we have another dog converted over to cat. Ah, uh, we love it. That's we love true. it. That's right. Where are you calling from today? Well, I'm in Wyoming right now, but I live in Toledo, Ohio. Are you a driver? I am. I am. Do you travel with any of your animals? Never. Uh-uh. No, I don't. I don't. I don't think that would work out too well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some, we hear stories about cats traveling with a lot of truckers, and we hear birds, and we hear iguanas. So it's been done. I've thought about it, but uh, I'm, a, I'm also a trainer for the company I work for, so I, I'd have to take it home a lot. Uh. So. Have you ever thought about a skunk? A skunk? Oh, we did even... Never, but I run them over, apparently, because I smell them every once in a while. Oh, no, there's truck drivers that ride with skunks. We, yeah, we had pets. one call a few weeks back, yeah. has a skunk as a pet. In their yeah. truck cab, <laughs> yes. <laughs> they can actually take the smell away. Well, I think this is... What was the deal with that, Judy? I know this wasn't the typical black and white skunk. Yeah, there's different varieties, but they also, they're descented. You can descent them as babies. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, thank you so much, guys. I love the program. <laughs> thank you for listening. Have a great day today. one 405 This is an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Winter meads cold and flu season for humans and cats and dogs. Cats and dogs can catch cold and flu viruses, but the good news is not from us, and we can't catch their cold germs either. But owners do need to watch for the same symptoms in their furry friends. They'll be sniffling, sneezing, coughing with congestion and runny nose. But you can't and should not slip Fido or Fluffy a shot of nighttime cold medicine. Dr. Bruce Sullivan of the Coral Springs Animal Hospital says, Your cat or dog's symptoms are going to come and go away by themselves, whether you do anything or not. But if the animals are young, puppies and kittens, they may need some extra veterinary intervention to get over their cold or flu. 
Thanks to a group of telecommunication workers, dogs and cats in Ohio exposed to smoke during fires will get custom oxygen masks to help them recover. The Columbus Division of Fire will get 21 masks used to help resuscitate pests rescued from fires donated by telecom pioneers. The volunteer organization is giving 150 of the specially designed masks to firefighters across Ohio. Each of Columbus's seven fire battalions will receive three masks each, one for cats and two for dogs. Vets at Scotland's University of Glasgow have compiled a list of the most popular dog and cat names over the past decade. Dr. Ian Ramsey, director of the university's small animal hospital, said, quote, We have seen many thousands of animals over the years, but some names just kept coming up, end quote. Among the most common for dogs are Ben, Sam, Jake, and Lucy. For cats, the top ten include Jack, Oscar, Sam, Cleo, Sophie, Oliver, Jasper, and Tigger. That school has treated 378 dogs named Max in the past ten years, but only three named Pickle. One of the most memorable, according to Dr. Ramsey, was a canine called Wee Dog. Turns out he was anything but. Wee Dog was a huge Neapolitan Mastiff. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. We were talking about pets' best pet insurance and how important it is, especially if you have a lot of pets now, to get covered with insurance. This could be one of the ways to save some money in these hard economic times because you don't want to be stuck with that unexpected $1,000, $2,000 bill because your vet says something needs to be done to save your pet's life. If If they're like family to you, you'll have them covered. I just got mine covered, and let me tell you, I was a skeptic for a long time. I checked out a lot of different insurance companies, real happy with uh, Pets Best. Got to know the owner of the company. Head on over there. You get a free quote at PetsBest.com. Just put in your zip code, and if you sign up, put Animal Radio in the uh, code box there. They'll ask you for that. Animal Radio. PetsBest.com. Vlade, a lot of people are traveling with their dogs right now. Yes, and let me tell them five best travel tips. Okay, five best travel tips from Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. And number one, people, please start your trip with the with healthy pet. What do I mean by that? It means visit your vet before you start any trip. Oh, go to your vet. Tell them you're going to be going on a trip because you might go to an area where you need, they need to be covered for some kind of a, a, a parasite or something. Okay, good. Exactly. Number two, uh, make sure have all paperwork ready. Mm. You know, it's America. It's everything about paperwork. I thought just in Russia we have so much red tapes. <laughs> Boy, I, I didn't know that before I came in this country. Great country, but so much red tape. Oh, yeah. my okay. gosh. So what I'm talking about, make sure you have a current health uh, certificate, uh, license proof, um, you know, Ladies. ID tag. Yes, ID yes, tags. And I also would add to that chapter... Have something which you would use with your pet daily as far as dog food. Because you never know if you will be able to find similar dog food anywhere oh, around. okay. Even I would suggest get the water with you for the first in a while. 
Why? Because uh, sometimes the water in another uh, city is different and mm-hmm. it can create some diarrhea and things yeah. like this. Okay, good thinking. Okay. Yes, a toys is very important because, you know, a part of the anxiety, you know, dog is traveling, vibrating, can get some. So give them some chew toys, bullet sticks, mm-hmm. our famous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> something <laughs> familiar too, right? Exactly. Something familiar with they were playing in the home environment and now they, they can travel and, you know, and continue to play with this. Now, next one. I want to make sure your dog is travel worthy. What do I mean by that? You know, the dogs as the kids, you know, the kids can say, Mom, are we there yet? Daddy, are we? The the, the dog's going to be screeching and uh, whining all the way way long. And you don't want that happen. So what I would suggest before you consider, take your pet with you, train them. And it's simple things to do. Start with the little trip and gradually increase the time and stop and get the dog out of your vehicle and play and feed and create the fun and Keep keep driving, mm-hmm. and uh, you mm-hmm. know you train it prior to that. Okay. Okay. I also would uh, put emphasis on obedience training as well, because you know obedience pet is the pleasure mm. to be around. Yes. And if the dog is not obedient, he gotta you gotta leave uh, uh, leave him somewhere home and put him in the kennel. But if you train him, you can take him with with you everywhere you go. Mm. Okay. Now next one, uh, number four. I would like you to probably. Plan ahead of um, accommodation. Oh, the like hotels? Hotel. Mm-hmm. Yes. And also, airlines, sometimes they are limiting the number of the pets which oh. they simultaneously can take or in hold or uh, or with them, with the people. In They're only allowed a certain amount of pets. And you, yes. you think you'll be able to register and get your pets, but in reality, they may say no. We cannot take it. Yeah, you know, in hotels, even if you go online and it says they take pets, call ahead. They may have changed ownership. Mm-hmm. They may have changed their policy. Just well, there may be just a online. certain amount of rooms that are yes. pet friendly. Or exactly. sizes, you know, of dogs. Exactly. Call ahead and make sure. And the last one, keep your dogs cool and comfortable. It means uh, make sure they are sitting in the right place. I don't like when the dogs are hanging through the window on the mm-hmm. front seats. It can mm-hmm. make your pets even be blind. It can... It can be a big problem. They can jump out of the vehicle and such and such. I like when the pets driving in the back seats or in the in the very back, like in the cargo area. That's the best uh, best place to drive. Of course, the seat belts, if necessarily, they they need to wear the seat belts as, because you can push the brakes sharply. Mm. Bad things could happen. Mm. And I also would use uh, the warming or cooling uh, dog beds. Oh, really? can, oh, yeah, you uh-huh. can buy any of them. So it depends if you're in California, you you use the cooling. If you're <laughs> in uh, Michigan, warming. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the simple tips I would like to share with the listeners, and I think they will find them useful. And we'll put all these tips up at AnimalRadio.com. If you're traveling with your pet, we encourage you to have fun. Bring them across the country. It's so much easier now. Hotels are more accepting than they've ever been. Magazines just on the, on traveling with your pet, like Fido Friendly. Oh, great Pick magazine up. if you're going to be traveling oh, yes. with your pet. By the way, I, bec- I became columnist with the Aaron, uh, uh, Arden Moore. Arden Moore. Oh, yeah, with, very good. I became columnist for this magazine. She's good to know. She'll yes. launch her career. Look what it did to us. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, is joining us as he does every week, and he's answering your questions at one 405 8405 Dogs or cats, horse or emu, and 
animals are people too. U.S. Border Patrol agents recently detained an Arizona driver when drug-sniffing dogs reacted to the smell of marijuana in his car. The dogs were right. A small amount of marijuana was found, and when the agents asked the driver if he had anything else they should know about, he admitted, yes, he did have an alligator. Sure enough, there was a live four-foot alligator stuffed into his suitcase. The driver was arrested on drug charges, and the alligator, who was in good shape, although wrinkled, I bet, was released to the Arizona Game and Fish Department. Maybe with all that pot smoking, he thought he was carrying an alligator bag. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Ever dream of a home free from pet stains and odors? Haven't we all? Now defending your dream is easier with Simple Solutions Stain and Odor Remover. The new and improved Rapid Response Formula works faster and better at complete and permanent stain removal. This new bacterial and enzyme formula is more powerful and more effective for those tough pet stains like urine, feces, and vomit. Your dream is our reality. Simple Solution products are available at pet specialty stores nationwide. Okay, time to check out that website I heard about. www.safeguardfordogs.com There it is. Hi, I'm Don. The virtual host is a nice touch. It looks like these links and videos cover everything a dog owner might want to know about intestinal worm infections and how to prevent them. Hmm, here's a savings coupon for Safeguard K90 Wormers and even an online reminder service. Better bookmark this one. www.safeguardfordogs.com Hey, you want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at caninecaviar.com. That's www.caninecaviar.com. Hi, I'm Jay Moore, and as a sports fan, I can tell you there's nothing quite better than spending a day in the park playing catch with a beautiful lady. Like Shirley, my dog. Listen, adopt a pet. They are the most loyal companions you will ever have. Visit Pets911.com or call one 888 Pets 911. Hooray! For more information, go to Pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio. Hi, this is Rue McClanahan on Animal Radio. Stay and neuter your pets. The biggest thing is you notice when you forget to take it, if you or if you run out for a week, all of a sudden you get dumb. Your dog's asleep. I don't know if I should take that personally. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. It's Animal Radio, and we're celebrating our connection with our pets. Now I know you make some dog food, and I encourage listeners that are making their own dog food or want to even try it, go check out this video that Judy did. You had fun doing that, huh? I did. And you know, it's such an ego booster when your dog actually eats it. It's at that moment you're standing there with that food that you prepared. Is she going to eat it? And she 
licked the bowl clean. You're not even a cook. No, I don't even go in the kitchen. So. You did it. You're not cooking for the hell. How you cook no. for your dog? Because it's probably a little portion. It's important. But the reason I brought that up is because you use turkey, which has tryptophan. Uh-huh. And is that why your dog's asleep? That's why she's asleep. Yeah, she's turkeyed out. Honestly, in Europe, oh. that's very popular. We never used, basically, kibble, so we always cooked. Oh, wow. Which is good and much healthier that way. Check out the video. Head on over to AnimalRadio.com and uh, watch Judy mess up the Animal Radio kitchen. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Okay, here it is. The British vets, they've put together a list of the ten weirdest items eaten by pets. Uh, Organization called As in the, Swallowed. Yes, 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 yes. We did this last year. It wasn't the Brits that did this last year. Uh, this year, it's the People's Dispensary for Sick Animals. And this is a charity that provides free veterinary care to pets of low-income Brits. This list, just compiled, includes a 10-inch tent peg. Mm. How can... Yeah. Christmas decorations... Okay, I can see that. A yeah. kitchen knife. And this, Ouch. yeah, this is, I remember Dr. Kevin Fitzgerald from um, Emergency Vets. He came on. He said this is the one thing that he's removed from a stomach was a, a, a steak, steak knife. A yes. Oh, my God. They love the taste of it. And it has the juices of the meat on there, and they eat it. How about alphabet fridge magnets? <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine a whole country of Brits. What did it spell? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you have any alphabet fridge I, magnets on your fridge? Not at this time. I have in my life. And now, ago. here's a hint to all the dog owners. Make sure that your fridge magnets are above and out of dog reach. There you go. I bet that dog was the crazy Labrador tree. Probably. Yes. <laughs> How about a man's wig? That that appears on the list of the number Isn't five. Is it a toupee? Yes. <laughs> what about woman's penny? Uh, this says... Well, that's very interesting that you just said that because that's um, next on the list. The pantyhose. And, and uh, Summer's underwear. Now, I guess Ann Summer's is a brand, Judy. Do you know? Uh, I've never or heard of that. Or maybe a person? Maybe. Ooh. I don't know. Could be a British thing. If it tops the list of one of the most uh, top items, and uh, that's a person, then she has a lot of underwear in a lot of different places. <laughs> so I'm going to go with it's a brand. There. Uh, how about a bell? I don't know. This is on the list. This is what it says. A fishing hook. Oh. A fishing hook. Oh, yes. Oh, no. Uh-huh. Uh, smells like fish. Yes. Number nine, socks. Number ah. ten, a rubber duck. See, now, oh, no. now socks made the number one list before. Yes. Uh, and as you remember, socks? Use socks. And yes. Last year we Hands. had... The- yes. Sure. Let me explain it why. <laughs> you remember the call last year, Judy? You're, you're looking at me. You don't want me to mention it again, do you? About oh, the, uh, is it oh, icky? The, yes. The condom. Yes. Uh, I had to mention it again. No. Okay, yes. we didn't need to, we didn't need to you know, well, dress it up there. Since you went there. Well. <laughs> so we uh, encourage you to keep these things out of your uh, animal's reach. There you <laughs> goes the list you've been waiting for. See, if you don't keep it out of reach and they eat it, we're going to have to talk about it on the air. So that should be a lesson to everyone. Somebody has to talk about it. It's in our job description. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hey, welcome back to another edition of The Party Animal on Animal Radio. I'm your host, Vinny Penn. Uh, I got three words for you. Three words I'm not, I, I don't want to say, but it's something I don't dig. Peeing on snowman. Now, uh, you got to let your dog out. You, you, we got all sorts of things have changed so much. You got to follow the dog around with the pooper scooper and whatnot. And, of course, the dog aims right for the fire hydrant. We all know that. 
But if I see one more lightning yellow streak across a snowman that some adorable little children put together with their own tiny little hands, is it beyond you, dog owner, to shout at Thor or Monarch or Lucky or Rover, for God's sake, to say, oh, go, scoot, scoot, away from the snowman. Don't let your dog pee on the snowman. Children made it. Some of the pee inevitably gets on that scarf. That scarf doesn't get washed. Next thing you know, in February, Daddy's wearing that scarf to work, and it's got dog urine all over it, quite frankly. You see the dog heading for the snowman, teach the dog. Paw, roll over, respect Frosty. Vinny Penn, Party Animal, Animal Radio. It's Animal Radio, one 405 We are celebrating our connection with our pet as we do every weekend with our team of experts, Dr. Debbie, answering your medical questions, Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, Vinny Penn, animal communicator Joy Turner, Bobby Hill with your news. It's really amazing. Oh, Britt Savage. I just keep forget. I always forget one person, and then I hear about it after the show. Also today, the top ten list of the weirdest items eaten by pets, by your animals. What, what do you think you've seen in your office? Probably the weirdest thing you've seen an animal eat, Doc. Oh, gosh. I think the, probably the, the most memorable ones are the, the whole intact uh, cooked chicken that a dog ate in one piece. One um, Didn't even bite it. No, just swallow it down whole. Was, but it, it, was, it, La- was it Labrador Retriever, Doctor? It sure was. You knew it. <laughs> They're nuts. <laughs> Very food motivated. But beyond that, we've had like uh, television remote controls, uh, toy soldiers, all sorts of wacky things. We'll have that top ten list coming up. And, of course, if your animal's eating something, we'd love to hear. Other than the food, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, which one Which one line am I going to, Judy? Going to Terry. Hi, Terry. How are you doing? I'm fine. How are you? Very good. Where are you? I am in Indianapolis, Indiana. Indianapolis, Indiana. You are on with Dr. Debbie. Hi, Terry. I'm from Indiana myself. So, yeah, shout out. <laughs> <laughs> um I have a 10-year-old Peekapoo Maltese mix who is constantly licking the tops of his paws, not the pads, but the tops. Okay. So I recently had a blood, blood drawn, and they sent it out to be analyzed, and um, they determined that he was allergic to wool and cotton. I was kind of oh. disappointed because they didn't do any food allergies because I know he can, can't tolerate chicken or lamb. And okay. he's eating duck right now. But um, I don't know. I've got a wool carpet. I've got cotton things. He lays on the end of the bed, which is a cotton duvet cover, which I bought a polyester sheet of uh, fabric to cover the side he sleeps on. And so I just don't know what else to do. I've started allergy shots, but okay. I understand it's like six, it could be six months before we're up to the full strength. Yeah, yeah. Shot. And definitely with allergy testing, um, when they draw, you did by the blood method, not by the skin testing, right? Okay. So what basically they're testing for um, is the your pet's responsiveness to anything environmentally, uh, plants, trees, epidermals, like, um, uh, you know, uh, human dander, cat dander, things like that. Now, if... Um, if they did test positive um, on some of those things, we can try avoidance as much as possible within your household limits. Now, um, one possibility is tear up all your wool carpet. Uh, I don't know how amenable you'd be up to that. Um, I, I don't think I can afford that right now. But 
But, you know, if it's something you can eliminate from your home, you know, if it's something as small as, say, a, a throw rug or an area rug versus, mm-hmm. you know, a f- full house of carpet, you know, that's definitely one thing you can do. If not, then I would definitely go to the hyposensitization therapy that you're starting, and that's giving the um, injections of basically those antigens that your pet's sensitive to on a, such a low level, and then mm-hmm. eventually that kind of brings up a tolerance to those things. So if it's something you can't change in the immediate environment, I think you're heading down the right path there. Now, one other thing that can be a role for some dogs, and I would imagine they may have tested for that, is uh, dust mites. He's um, not allergic to the dust mites or grasses. He it was just cotton, wool, and jute that he's highly sensitive to. So, yeah, I mean, short of putting booties on him or tearing uh-huh. out that carpet, um, you know, the uh-huh. hyposensitization is definitely going to be the way to go. Um, you know, to, how else to manage him? Um, you've probably already been through some gamuts of things like antihistamines to help minimize some of his discomfort and the mm, itch. Yeah. Um, That would certainly be reasonable. Um, You know, for I know pets that have, like, grass allergies, I'll often tell people to wash their feet after they're exposed to those areas. But for Mm -hmm. indoors, gosh, you know, it's going to be really hard for you to try to do something like that. The tape that sticks to itself, um, Uh if I I tape his paws with that, I know he doesn't like it, and it's probably not comfortable to walk, but if I loosely tape his paws with that until... His sensitivity is brought up to the allergy shots. Would that oh, help? I pro- no, I really wouldn't do that because then you're just opening up a whole other area of discomfort or problems with that. And because some of this is a contact, contact-based allergy problem, but other parts of it may not be directly associated with his feet. So mm-hmm. meaning that, you know, if he's laying on a carpet that he has a sensitivity to, you know, he may pick up those allergens at another point in time when he's grooming himself Mm -hmm. um, or around through casual contact in the house. So it isn't necessarily just his feet we really have to worry about. So, you know, um, you know, some of these things, you know, I think as much as you can eliminate from the home, I would do so, Um, you know, and beyond that, um, there, there really won't be any super solutions that I can give you for that, um, okay. other than trying to make him as comfortable as possible with uh, okay. you know, some so medication. Okay, so I'm on the right track. It's just going to take a little time to get built up. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I tell people that started um, hyposensitization shots for their dogs to hang in there because six months, even up to a year, um, you know, before we really go, whew, you know, is this helping or is it not? So hang in there. You'll you'll get there. <laughs> Okay. Well, I appreciate your help and your time. My pleasure. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. This is Animal Radio Network.